you, if you want to get nitty gritty with things, right. you can, and you want to get picky. But I think as a fan base, as a program, you know, box checked. Time to move on to Big Ten play. It's still early. It's still very early. Premature in this college football um, season, as we know, things can get wacky quick. And just look forward to seeing where Penn State takes it. A lot of opportunity out there. Things do shaking up. They got to move us up the rankings. Coming but. quick. Yeah, they got to move us up. Quarterback <laughs> 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 sneak right side. Yo guys, we got the merch. We have hats, shirts, hoodies, we got it all. Make sure you hit the link in the description, check it out. You guys keep buying the merch, it allows us to produce this pod and continuing to bring you guys dope content. So go check it out, make sure you tag us at State Media PSU. And when you get yours, make sure you shout us out, we'll give you a shout out online. Check it out, looking forward to the support and we appreciate you guys as always. What's going on? We are back with the Pocket Podcast. We got Christian Hackenberg, myself, B-Bell. Happy to be back. Episode 3, coming right back at you. Back in Jersey, which I love. Back in the basement. Full back of, in the uh, basement. Full of all the uh, the lonely, lonely animals that Hack has taken down. I love it. Love the aesthetic. <laughs> love the aesthetic, but we're back. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. It does have its own little kind of in the cut vibe I love it. which which I do like for this podcast I think it's I think it's perfect for it especially is. your laid back personality for being such a such a type A linebacker <laughs> position you know I, I take you more for I think I think that's why we mesh you know yeah. we, don't, we don't really go for the rah-rah we don't need to be in the mix we'll be around it but we're in the cut and I think that's why we we mesh well you know no doubt saying? dude no <laughs> doubt shoot I remember you and Big Baby were the two people in our dorm for first freshman dorm that I hung out with the most yeah first summer session up at Penn State I didn't have a roommate so I would rely on you guys to like you know when we go into the facilities I'll make sure I walk with you guys because waking up on those first mornings everyone was shook like got to get there on time that workout is coming Coach Fitz, shout out to uh, Coach Greg Fitzgerald. I think it's with the Giants now. With the Giants, yeah. Um, but yeah, those first summer sessions, those workouts were the real deal. They were the real deal. I think more <laughs> importantly, I don't think we had, Brendan and I didn't have a, uh, 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 a what, what are they called? The people that monitor the door? Oh, RA. The, yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah, have yeah. an RA. So, <laughs> you know, there may have been a, a few... Uh, a few misconducts yeah. going on on that on that on that few on shout that uh, to, uh, floor, but we we had fun. Shout out to was that Beaver Hall, I think. Yeah, Beaver, it was Beaver. It was Beaver, Beaver, Beaver and then yeah, that was the summer sessions. Those were fun. Moved a few times. Moved a few times. But yeah. how you been this week, man? What you been up to? It's been good, Feeling man. Good? Settling in. Um, was up there, obviously, like we touched on, uh, and brought my son up. It was great. Beautiful. Awesome environment. A little hotter than I wanted it to be. You know, the rain laid off, but then the humidity and mm. stuff kind of kicked in. But um, Fortunately, you know, we, we were pretty comfortable. Shout out Kirk Deal. Appreciate you, my Kirk. man. Um, we were pretty comfortable, but I did get hazed down on the field pregame, which was pretty cool. Um, so, did yeah. Did get man. some picks? Uh, a couple. We got a couple picks. That, Maybe we'll that. share some. But my wife, you know, my wife's on Instagram all the time. I, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But, yeah. So. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. As we said before, man, it's always great to get back up there. Support, you know, feel the love, the brotherhood, guys back up. I know my guy Poop, Greg Garrity, was up there with his baby as well. Shout out yeah. to you, Poop. 
Poop did stop by. Yeah, we actually nice. got it up in the Letterman lot. Poop, Vaughn, oh, Court. Um, love that. Shout out to Vaughn, 2-5, my guy. We go... <laughs> We, we, we had some stories for sure. Yeah, he, he had my back. Everyone knows I was kind of, I was like Uncle B, old man. Like, body yeah, was going man. through it. So practices, they weren't always my thing every day. And my guy Vaughn definitely stepped up and took I a know. lot of the reps in yeah. <laughs> practice. Took the reps, and then he was also, like, the ultimate juice man. No, yeah. It was, like, it, it was almost like fake juice, but it was, like, <laughs> fake juice that was so fake it was real. No, 2-5 yeah. is, is that guy, baller. Uh, another one of the kind of like walk-on guys that made made it made it into a scholarship. Three-year captain. Three-year captain. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the kid they have now, Dom DeLuca, number zero. Yep. That's kind of the new role they have for that kind of. Exactly, and he had a good game, pick six, and mm-hmm. that Udell game. I mean, tell us, get to it. I mean, obviously, wasn't the the sexy matchup that brought a lot of you know view, and I won't say views, but people were tuned in, but. Not the one people were looking for this weekend with University of Delaware, but 62 to 7. Yeah, yeah, 62, 63, something 63 like that. 63 to 7. A lot of points to a little points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we talked about it, though. We, we talked about what we want to see. We want to see the team come out flat, or not come out flat, um, show some maturity. I thought Drew did a great job. Uh, again, you could talk about him having some reps under his belt last year and all that, but until you're the guy and having to go through it and then constantly, you know, the game week prep and then having to deal with media and so many other things to really focus in and lead mm-hmm. the team the way that he did, I thought was was great. And he was super efficient. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. 22 for 26, I think, 200-something yards, a touchdown. But it was just like it was one of those things where it had uh, – almost like that Fast Friday, you know, right. clean, end-of-the-week practice type of feel to it. And it, it looked really good. Uh, and then the run game looked great. And then defensively, you know, again, there's 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 always going to be yeah, things to clean up. Sure. The coaches are always for looking sure. for things. But, I, you know, I just thought when you're talking about the big picture and what you really are going to get out of a game like that and see out of a game like that, I thought they did a great job of, of checking all those boxes. So, um, on to the next one. It's yeah. kind of That's kind of yeah. my mentality with yeah. it. You know? Yeah, definitely move on. And just go back to what you said. Fast Friday, anyone that doesn't know, is pretty much just the practice before the game, obviously. It's not a real pass practice, but just get out there, run the script, everything fast, perfect, crisp, clean. I think Coach Franklin used to not allow talking at all. Yeah, there was like, no talking. I, probably, it's probably the same way. If I know Coach Franklin, <laughs> dead silence in the bubble, wherever the practice is, everyone just locked in focus, make sure that everything's perfect. So. And I think, like you said, they came out and, yeah, and everything wasn't squeaky clean. I mean, we can get straight to it. I'll get straight to the defense. Yeah. I mean, obviously, letting up a 60-yard-plus run against a lesser opponent is not is not okay. And I think I would be the first one to say it. You know, last week I kind of stuck my neck out, neck out there a little bit to a lot of the controversy that the run game kind of, you know, showed, I'll say. And there's no excuse for it. I mean... Guys have to make plays, and it have to be gap sound. We spoke on it last week. And on the big run play that the kid had for the touchdown, yeah, they they lacked that exactly. And if Udell can gashes like that, then best believe any of these, you know, next opponents down the down the road will do the same. So, I think when you're talking about that, man, like for me, if I keep going back to the personnel things, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's obviously something that you we can't change, no. right? So, no. so who we got is who we're going to war with. But 
at the end of the day, what you can do is now start trying to figure out ways that you can take advantage of what you do have. And there's a ton of athleticism on that side of the ball. Um, I think they, they have the right pieces and the guys that are stepping into leadership roles and mm -hmm. taking more command of it. So that's good. But what I like to, what I would like to see is the understanding that we're, I don't think that we're ever going to roll out there and just be, those types of plays are going to mm -hmm. happen. You mentioned about Manny being an aggressive play caller and then just guys flying around and they're, they seem to just be more reacting, less yeah. reading, less, you know, really exactly. taking things on and holding. Exactly. So when you're playing that style of ball, like you're going to get got mm -hmm. a couple times. But what I want to continue to see is, and you mentioned it with DeLuca with the pick six, like, and it was a theme during camp. Lots and lots of turnovers created mm -hmm. by the defense, and I think they need to continue to start yeah. thriving on that on that aspect of the game and really emphasize turnovers, Change explosive plays, and just kind of hedge the bet on we may get got once or twice, but we're going to make two or three plays that mm -hmm. are going to put our offense in a really good situation. And then on the other side of the ball, you got an offense that, I, I, like, like I said, they're they're <laughs> budding. They have so many different weapons. You know, we said it last week: a war chest of, yep. of weapons. It, it's it's I think that that's kind of going to be their identity this yeah. year and we're going to have to live and die by that by the three ball in some yeah. sorts of ways yeah. in terms of how the defense and offense play complementary football and you don't really see that until mm. yeah week four early. five six of what it's actually going to look like but I think that that's kind of the direction at least defensively as a whole where the program's heading um, and then offensively you know they're maturing in in the proper manner to, to complement right. it well right. And just speaking on that game against Delaware, two takeaways, one for a touchdown. Yeah. I love the sound of that. Got to keep that up, as you said, going into Illinois this week. But let's get into the offense. And you talk about yeah. that war chest. Yeah. I mean, I'll kick it off. Tight ends had a much more productive week this week. Uh, it seemed to me, and I want you to speak on it, they made a conscious effort to kind of look at them early at least. Yeah. Still within the progressions, but yeah, they got they their did. touches. I think they did. They got Tyler Warren. Uh, Involved early and often, you know. Theo had a had a had a couple catches as well, um, and then really, like I said, they handled business. They looked clean. Yeah. There wasn't a ton of explosives. They moved the ball methodically. But you have to be able to do that. Right. And to be honest with you, people take it for granted. That's a really really hard thing to do yeah. on a consistent basis. Is be patient. You know, take the take the flat in right. the five yards, get out of bounds, be able to run the ball for two, be in third and one, convert that, and keep the chains right. moving. To continually do that is it takes a ton of discipline at the quarterback position, a ton of discipline at the play calling at, from, from the play caller. You yes. know, you get anxious sitting up right, there. Right. You know, hey, man, we've had the ball for 10 minutes right. and we've only moved it, you know, eight <laughs> yards is the most we've moved it. That's, that's, it takes a lot of patience, and I think Yershitz showed that. And that's something that's going to be virtuous, I think, for yeah. them moving forward throughout the season. Um, yeah, we didn't have, you know, like I said, those explosives. But for me... We have the ability to do it, and to your point, they made a conscious effort to get the tight ends involved, and yes, for me, a lot of it is about getting stuff on tape, and it's more of that 5,000-foot view. You know, yeah. They want to get stuff on tape for, for, for the Ohio States and the Michigans of the world mm -hmm. so that they have a lot to game plan for, and ultimately, I think Yersich and, and the offensive staff are going to zero in on some things that they see right. and some deficiencies they see uh, from the defensive side of the ball with those guys, so um, really... I think a well-called game, a well-executed game, um, and the twos got yeah. a ton of run, which is very valuable, too. It's a long As season. As we know. As you we know? know. You just saw it Monday night. Aaron Rodgers goes down. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got to get those guys reps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about the twos and the touchdown last game against West Virginia. And as we know, it's I'm maybe I'm biased, but I'm with Coach Franklin and his uh, response to that. These guys need reps. They deserve reps. They've earned reps. And, I mean, at the end of the day, if a kid never touches the field again, it's his memory playing at yeah. Penn State, touching the field. So. And, and, and West Virginia's going zero. Yeah, you know, yeah, so there's, there's, <laughs> you got to play. Right. Um, it's not like it was sixty-three to seven. Right. You know, <laughs> they were still making a push, um, and I, I just thought they did a really good job too of, of manufacturing. I thought Bo got some really good value where I was put him in some situations because you know we saw it with Iowa a few years back. You never know, uh, never and you got to you got to keep those guys ready. It's tough. It's tough to do it at practice. Right. And I just want to go to you mentioned. Um, just the play calling and the yeah. offensive kind of schedule, what they were on. I think they did a great job of kind of mixing things in, as you said as well. Uh, second half, they went they went up tempo randomly, yeah. and I think that's just good practice, you know, in a game situation to be able to turn that on and get that done, get that on tape for themselves and for the opponent. I think that's great. It's just great, um, you know, practice. Just great yeah. practice. It's good awareness. Belt. You don't want to. You don't want to like. You don't want to discredit it, right? right. Like Delaware is a successful program where they're at. Penn State, though, they needed to do what they did on Saturday if they want to be in that college football playoff discussion, Let's which is what we're it. talking about. Let's talk about so it. So you need to be able to do that against an opponent like that. You don't want them to hang around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be good for optics with the college football playoff committee, the AP, everybody doing the rankings. So, like I said, I think check the box. Not a ton to dive into you, if you want to get nitty-gritty with things right. you can and you want to get picky but i think as a fan base as a program you know box checked time to move on to big 10 play yeah big 10 play we got illinois coming up this week who is coming off a loss to kansas kind of somewhat of a shootout you know definitely started slow but uh pick things up game was tight at the end but best believe as i always say penn state has a target on their back and they're going to come in swinging uh, this this week coming up against the Nittany Lions. So once again, that test of maturity. You know, a lot of people are asking, is this going to be a, you know a trap game, a sleeper game for the big wideout coming soon? I don't believe so. I hope not, obviously. But as we know, you can't take Illinois lightly. You know, just a few few seasons ago. Yeah, I I think. Penn State needs to continue to ride this momentum. Like I said, we talked about coming into it and just showing team maturity. Mm-hmm. And and I think the coaching staff has has done a great job of harping that. They obviously were able to go out and execute it this this past mm-hmm. Saturday. But when you're talking about a Big Ten opponent, even if it is Illinois, yeah, they when you look on paper, it may not present matchups the right. way that some other programs will. But I, I do have a ton of respect for Brent Bielema, and I think, you know, obviously they got us. Um, that, that was last nine year, over, right? Yeah. That was two, two, two years ago. Two seasons, two years over time. Yeah, they, they got, got us. Um, and I have a ton of respect for Brent. I think he's going to come in with a really good game plan. Yeah. And, again, it's about us and how we, how we approach this because there's so many ways that we can manufacture A yeah. points and, and B, I think, defensively, you know, there's there's an there's an opportunity for us to really show again mm-hmm. the maturity and development of who we're going to be on, as a defense, and I look to I look to see Manny get a little aggressive. You know, it may it may come back to bite us in the tail right. once or twice, but um, at least 
continually going back to that well and not being afraid mm -hmm. to do those things. Doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it. So just continue to just continue to stick to the game plan, stick to who you are, know who you are, and, and live and die by it. Because if you try and be someone else, if you try and get gimmicky, right. you know, you start going down a, a a path that I don't think that this team needs to go down. I think it would be a waste, yeah. in my opinion. And I don't think they will. And just speaking on that maturity, we talk about the coaches and what Coach Franklin is going to implement and do this, but as we know, it comes down to the guys on the field. Jimmy's and Joe's. Jimmy's and Joe's. <laughs> and we talk about that leadership. I mean, it seems like Drew, young kid, obviously yeah. at the helm of the offense, but it seems like he has the hold of – the team and that offense. It's, it's you know? his team. It's his it's team. It's his team. And we talked about it with the quarterback room. You know, I think Bo understands that. Um, I think that defensively there's enough personalities mm -hmm. um, and, and leaders on that side to push Drew. And, uh, again, I think the first, the first half of this year is going to be a lot of how can we stay focused, stay focused at the task at hand, understand that, you know, Coach Franklin got to keep the 1-0 mm -hmm. mentality. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> You, in the back of your mind, it's we know where we want to get to and we, we know where we want to be um, after week 12, 13, whatever it is. So uh, to make sure we're there, it's mm -hmm. got to be a lot of internal growth for yep. the first half of the season, I think. So, um, I, you know, this Illinois, is it a trap game? Is it not? I, I don't, I'm not going to buy into it. I just think they need to go to work, yep. um, continue to show what they've been doing. And to your point, I think Drew is going to be, you know, He's he's got to accept the expectations, yeah. and I think he I think he has. Yeah, I mean he's you know? everything. Every time I hear the kid talk, it, it yeah. just sounds mature. I know we all keep saying it, and at this point, it's like I'm, I'm buying into it. So yeah. and I'm I'm waiting for to see who's going to be that guy on defense. You know, obviously we're not in the locker room, we're not going to see it all, but who's going to be that guy when these you know as you said down the line these crunch games, these crunch moments, who's going to be the guy to step up? Well, who do you, who do you think that's going to be? Right, like I think. Players follow players, right? Yeah. Like, you can talk all you want. You were a great example of that. You mm -hmm. never talked. <laughs> <laughs> until I had to. Yeah, until, until you I had, had to. to. You had some chippiness when yeah, the lights yeah, came on and stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying, sure. when it came to those moments in practice where someone needed to say mm -hmm. something, someone, you weren't, you really weren't yeah, that guy. Yeah. I, I really even yeah, wasn't no, that yeah, guy to go out. Sure. It was something to get out. But when it was, you know, the fourth quarter with three minutes left, give me the ball, like mm -hmm. put it, put it in my hand. Mm -hmm. You were the same way, yeah. like put me on the blitz, put me in that situation. So who do you think that is on defense from your early impressions and maybe even just some of your, some of your internal conversations with some of those guys? Yeah, I'm going to say, I think it's Curtis Jacobs, linebacker, the most seasoned linebacker we have at the moment, ton of ball, made big plays in games, big games. And he had a monstrous game week one against West Virginia, about 10, 11 tackles. I'm going to say it's him. I'm not sure if he's a vocal guy either, but it seems like he's kind of the vet of the defense. And I know we have Kalen Kane outside, who's like All-American, but it's honestly kind of hard for DBs to kind of, you know, they're out and outside. They yeah, got, they're you're in your down, own little world. In your own world, on the island. The D-line's pretty young. Um, linebackers, you know, I love Kobe King as well, but for some reason I feel like it's Curtis Jacobs. Yeah. Or it will be. I think that's a good – I think that's a good – a good choice. I, you know, I, I don't know too, too, too much mm -hmm. to dive into it in terms of like who's going to be what and how they're going to do it. Honestly, like I said, I, I'm an offensive guy. I pay yeah. attention to that stuff more. <laughs> but he kind of gives me some uh, some Cabinda vibes yeah. after talking at the West Virginia okay. after the West Virginia game. You mm -hmm. know, he's kind of a funny guy, funny yeah. personality, but someone that I think those guys can follow. And to your point, played a lot of ball, has a lot of ball under right. his belt. So. Um, 
I think he can fill that void for sure. Yeah, but, and those guys, it's like not too serious, you know, relatable. Guys can talk to them and not feel like they have to, you know, zipping up, tighten up a little bit. So those are usually the guys that are kind of run the show. And it seems like Drew is like that. And obviously all about business. But you can you can shoot the shoot the shoot the crap with him, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Fun guy to be around. Keep it PG. Yeah, keep it PG. But I'm looking forward to this week. Another opponent, another Saturday, big noon yeah. Saturday for uh, Penn State. And always uh, people gave me uh Gave me crap for saying 90% chance of playoffs this uh, this season. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. I believe in these guys. And so that's where I'm at. Every, every week, we should win. That's kind of how I feel. No matter who's out there, every week, we should win. And that's how these guys need to feel. That's their confidence. I think they have that confidence. But I'm still, like I said, you, <laughs> you got Is that my bold take? That, I my was, bold take? that was your bold take, dude. I was the 30-33-33-33. You got you to beat Michigan and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And they, they've had a number. You know? I, but to your point, I think that this team is, is tooled, focused. I think the coaching staff's focused. I think they're aligned properly to be able to step into those positions. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for Drew, I think, a couple mm-hmm. of those games. I'm curious to see how he handles that. I know the West mm-hmm. Virginia game was under the lights, big moment, so on and so forth, but it uh, just from experience, like it's a little different yeah. when it's the guys in scarlet and gray yeah. or, or maize yeah. and blue across the line. Um, there's a little yeah. more. There's a little more butterflies in the stomach, <laughs> for lack of a better term. There's a little more focus when you're yeah. preparing. And I know people say, "Oh yeah, no, every everybody's no." Right. There's there <laughs> there are opponents that are. That's why I want to. You mentioned you got Perry on uh, NBC yeah. Sports, Ohio State linebacker, former Ohio State linebacker, NFL linebacker. We need to get him up here. I have plenty of questions like that. I want to know what the environment's like at Ohio State when Penn State comes rolling in. Yeah, is it a you know, this is that game, this is that game of the year, or is it easy, steady, you know? We'll get Joshua on. Yeah. I think I got him pretty much committed. I don't wanna I don't wanna dive into it too much, but I think I pretty much got him committed for the pod before the Ohio State game. So he's we've done a podcast in the past f- featuring the Big Ten. Okay. He's really good, man. Yeah, and I, I really love him on that. That'll be a good conversation. He's He's just—he's wired a lot like us. He's—he's mm. he's a ball nerd. He really is. He, <laughs> I can tell. You know, I can he, tell. He's a ball nerd, and he's very relatable though. So that'll be a lot of fun, man. Love Speaking it. of Ohio State, dude, how about how about how about guy Kyle McCord? He turned it up a little bit this week, man. Mm. Turned it up a little bit. I mean, they're still figuring things out, as a lot of programs are. I think we're we're feeling pretty privileged right now that our newcomer is pretty solidified mm. through these first two weeks, but. I think he solidified himself this week. Yeah, I definitely think he's the guy. I'm also a little curious why we we're just stagnant at seven. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I know. I know the Texas completely valid. Like you go yeah. into Bama and beat Bama, you know. Yeah, but you go ahead and uh, jump. Uh, you know, it's it's just debatable. Yeah. I think Ohio State's still ranked ahead of us. Right. So, um, I don't know if that's a little. Little Homer there. I mean, you know, I don't know. We 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 know how that goes. Penn State, I still don't think we don't get the love and just we deserve. But at the end of the day, when we beat those two teams that we keep talking about, ninety percent, ninety percent, all of that to go to rest. So we just got to handle what we can. We need to handle. So yeah, uh, yeah. The, who 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 else surprised you? Not surprised you, but what are some good games this weekend? Uh the Big Ten. I'll, I'll just kind of stay there. I thought you know Ohio State answered some questions with Kyle. 
uh, Marvin Harrison got back on track. That yeah, receiving that receiving room got going, dude. Unbelievable. He's he's a stud, dude. Um, I thought Michigan, you know. JJ went out there super efficient again. He was, you know, 22 for 25 or something mm-hmm. like that. Threw two touchdowns. They got it handled. I'm curious, though. Michigan really – you can make the same argument for mm-hmm. a lot of teams at this point in time, but they, they really haven't had a test. I think you yeah. could say the West Virginia game was a little bit of a test for mm-hmm. Penn State. Um, I mean, credit to those guys, though. As we talk about us, they yeah. – They've handled business. Stayed sharp, handled business, did what they had to do. That's the two sides. But that's the two. Yeah, correct. But that's the two sides Mm -hmm. of the coin, right? Like you can make the argument, but still, you. I'm a big fan of early tests for any program, especially if you're poised. And I think you see you've seen a shift in that with some of these traditional powerhouses you see those Alabama going out and scheduling Texas week two, and, and you know Georgia went and got Clemson. Um, what was that last year, yep. two years ago? Yep. They went out and got scheduled Clemson week one for the kickoff. So, like, there's um, – I'm a big fan of those, like, kickoff classics. Right. It was a big thing back in the 90s, even yep. I think even the early 2000s there for a little bit, and then everyone kind of shifted yeah. away and – Focused on – Focused on, you know, as easy as you can with the off, yeah. off, off, off uh, out-of-conference schedules. But I'm a big fan of that because I think you find out who you are. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, relatively speaking in the Big Ten, I think it was kind of quiet outside of that. I mean, Nebraska got beat by Colorado. That, that I, I love it for Dion. Right. You know, keep that train going. Um, we're going to really see what they're about. You know, I, I thought the TCU game was a great game yeah. to schedule. But um, relatively speaking, you're talking about a team that lost its Heisman candidate quarterback, um, got beat in the national championship game by 60 points. Some say should not have even been there. <laughs> Some do say that. Um, but give it credit. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they were ranked, who knows? But it's it's a it's a program that is used to winning. Yeah. And when you're talking about Dion exploding on the scene, you know, I thought it was a good choice. Yeah. But um, it's exciting to watch just from my standpoint. Yeah, yeah. But then you got you got Nebraska who rolls in old school rivalry. I just think I think Rooley's still. Mm-hmm. He's a year or two out. And yeah. the portal's a big a big thing. You can yeah. you can flip a roster quick, a la Dion. Yeah. But yeah. um I think he's he's gotta figure out some questions on the offensive side of the ball. But I, I again yeah, I Yeah, defense was tough. Yeah. I mean they let up thirty six points, but they were fighting hard. Definitely didn't make it easy for uh, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. But relatively speaking, I think in the Big Ten, kinda quiet. Business business as usual. Cool. Um, actually, what happened with the Maryland game? I know they were in a dog fight with Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. I mean, Charlotte's no slouch. No I had a slouch couple beers and fell asleep late. To... That was that was a that was a uh, that was one I was paying attention to because we had. You remember? Uh, he was in our class, Henry Pogey. Henry he went Pogey. to Michigan. Yeah. He was kind of an, he was at the Under Armour American game with me. Well, his dad okay. Biff was at uh, Gilman, which is a powerhouse mm. in that Maryland, yeah, 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 yeah. DMV area. Mm-hmm. And then he went to St. Francis, got that going, mm-hmm. and then he went to Michigan okay. with Harbaugh as an assistant, and he's the head guy at Charlotte. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, it says here Maryland wound up taking over, beating yeah. Charlotte thirty-eight to twenty, but. That's where Charlotte came out hot. 14 yeah. points off the bat to Maryland zero. And pretty much didn't score the rest of the game. It seems like Maryland <laughs> had <laughs> business. But they came out hot. They were yeah. ready, it seems like. Uh, it was a little dogfight. Yeah, Maryland, they're set to really challenge the Big Ten this year. Opposite of the last couple of years. Got a veteran QB. Defense is pretty strong. So we'll see. We'll see if they make some noise in the Big Ten. We'll yeah. see. I'm really – I. I I've said this before. I'm really intrigued by the Big Ten coaching staffs mm. as a whole. 
it's a really deep conference. Like, you, you know, we, we talked about Bielema at Illinois. You got Ruley at Nebraska now. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Fickle at Wisconsin. Love, and I then the whole, really like Luke Fickle. Yeah, really and, like him. and you talk about the whole East and then your traditional guys. You got mm-hmm. Ference, long-time stay. He's always going to be competitive, um, you know. So yeah. I just think as a conference, we got a lot of ball coaches. Um, and I think it's, you know, the ever-changing landscape of college yeah. football. You can flip things quick. People can buy into things. Yeah. Belief, it is what belief it is, is right? Long way, so. man. That's why I really like Luke Fickle. Just short story. My time in Cincinnati, a uh, teammate of mine did like a little prayer group thing with some of the guys, a little mentorship type thing. Mm-hmm. Asked me to come. I said, sure. Luke Fickle, welcome. First time I'm meeting a guy. Welcome me in. Uh, into his office. We're just talking ball. You remember me from his Ohio State days. I uh, didn't say I caused too much ruckus for those guys, but <laughs> I think he was lying. I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah. know. Nah, he's a cool dude. So I've had simple things like that. That's why I like Matt Rule, too. Yeah. few instances I've met him in a, in a bar at State College. Yeah. They run some tour. He's a State College guy, I yeah. believe. Yep. Grew up in State College. Met him, yeah. Met him with uh, uh, B. Robinson, yeah. our guy. We came in, had a beer. Cool guy. So I'm like, right, that's all I need. I root for you. you yeah. Know? But, yeah. Uh, Big Ten football, big coaches are deep, very experienced, so we'll look out for that. And going back, you mentioned the Texas-Alabama game. What's your take on that? I know you got some insights on the QB, the QB matchup they had there. I got dogged uh, the past few years by my guys over at the Field of 12, uh, Trevor Knight. <laughs> call them out, call them out. Uh, Clint Sterner, George Whitfield. All my guys were killing me on my takes with Quinn Ewers. I said, mm. listen, this kid... I think he's got something. No, no, no. Trevor's like, oh, I watched him in a, in a high school state championship game, didn't show me anything, this and that. I just think the kid showed a ton of maturity. He always had the talent. And what people don't realize is that stint at Ohio State, mm-hmm. he was a senior in high school. Um, just some backstory stuff I had heard through the grapevine may or may not be true, but he was working through some of this. NIL was new, right. some of this NIL stuff. And the Texas uh, – High School Football Association wasn't going to allow him to preemptively sign some of these things and get them lined up. So he for he forwent his right. senior no, year. I remember this. I remember this. At, yeah. at, at, or hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, at Texas Powerhouse, you know, coming off a state championship right. or, or lost in a state championship game his junior year, but poised to get back. Um, forwent it and went to Ohio State. Mm. Um, you know, so the kid, the kid took a little bit of an untraditional path and ultimately landed back at Texas where yep. he was committed to. Yeah. Um, and I think Sark really has done a great job. Texas, to me, has become one of those programs that has so much tradition that it got entitled yeah. almost to the point where it was like, we're Texas. Right. Like, we, we deserve to, <laughs> to be, be in the national picture. <laughs> and like you watched all them, you watched all the other programs just like, nah, nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. That's not how it works. But I think <laughs> Sark's done a good job. And he had a little bit of an uphill battle when he got in there, mm. flipping that mindset yeah. and getting everyone bought in. But a huge testament to him. I think, you know, from a personnel standpoint, has recruited well. They're poised to get back in the SEC. So you go down, you take you take down Sark's former mm-hmm. uh, former mm-hmm. uh, employer and Nick Saban. Doesn't one of the too often. One of the few guys <laughs> yeah. to do it. I think there's like a four now, yep. like 28 and four. Um, <laughs> they showed a graphic every time. Yeah, like. yeah. but uh, he, I mean, huge win for that program. And I, I, I'm really excited about that team. I think they got they got some juice defensively. I think they're, they're really talented up front. Um, Is Texas back? I, I think Texas. I think Texas might be back, man. Yeah, I mean, you looked at A and M. They go down, and get knocked <laughs> off by Miami. They're looking Miami like Miami might be back. I don't know. But they're looking like Miami or Texas A and M's looking kind of. You know, they come off the most disappointing year in 
probably program history mm. last year. Um, you know, you got the number one recruiting class in the country, tons of hype. You go out there and you're not even bowl eligible. It's a tough look. It's a tough look. And then you got to pay your coach $77 million to buy him out. Shoot! <laughs> Give me that guy's agent. I was about to say. I don't Give me Jimbo's agent. <laughs> College coaching, man. I don't know. I, I thought about it. It's not. I like where I'm at here. I'll just say that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. But yeah, man, Miami had a good showing against AM. Texas matchup was beautiful. I mean, those guys were going to blow for blow that third, fourth quarter. That was just good TV for my part. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, college football, the product of college football is always good when Texas is good. USC is is back and, and healthy and good. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, good Miami. showing against NC State. Miami, when those teams are just relevant, it's, the product is good as a simple fan consumer. Penn State aside, it's good for football. And shoot, maybe matched up against one of those guys. We'll see. Yeah. Penn State versus Texas and an important playoff game. I mean, that's... Talk about revenue stream yeah. and all that. Come on, Come on now. man. <laughs> I um, and Georgia's just been quiet. They have. I think shoot, we didn't I think, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I think Georgia's been quietly, to your point, similar to the Michigan and Ohio and Ohio State conversation, just handling business. You know, haven't haven't really had a test yet, but answering some questions. You know, uh, post Van Wild. I mean. Uh, Stetson Bennett. You pulled that one out of the I was about to say, where the hell did that go? Yeah, the mailman. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, post Stetson Bennett. Um, the guy's never going to have to buy a beer again. No, he's an Athens. Athens legend. Um, but uh, I think Carson Beck has answered some questions. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty efficient. But, you know, when you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> looking at what Alabama did, <laughs> but looking about looking looking how Alabama looked, mm-hmm. um, you know I think I think Georgia's Georgia's in position just to cruise in the SEC again. Um, Kirby's just kind of quiet, so we'll see yeah. once they start getting in the meat of that meat of that schedule um, if everything's for real. But um, got arguably one of the best players in college football and Brock Bowers down there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little slow start this week, but they turned it up. So, yeah. like you said, as they're cruising, they're cruising. That's kind of a layout so far. It's still early. It's still very early, premature in this college yeah. football uh, season. As we know, things can get wacky quick. And just look forward to seeing where Penn State takes it. A lot of opportunity out there. Things do shaking up. They got to move us up the rankings. Coming quick. Yeah, they got to move us up. Early whiteout this year, too. Early whiteout. Um, Iowa scored scored a solid twenty again. Yeah, yeah, beat Iowa State, so that's always big for them, Coach Ferentz. I mean, that game's not. I mean, I don't know. I won't speak too soon. <laughs> They're talking about the players not getting ahead of themselves. Yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it at yeah. Illinois right now. Yeah. Let's keep follow it the script. Let's follow the script. Want to know? Want to know? Uh, but let's see. What do you say we get to some mailbag questions? I know a lot of people. Once again, thank you for the mailbag Mondays. This came a little quicker this time, but. Thank you for getting to us. Quick responses. Quick responses. Quick got responses. some good ones. Uh, what do you say? Want to get to it? Yeah, dive in there, dude. I, uh, I think you got all of them. I'm yeah, gonna, I'll shoot I'm off the first one. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Oh, no. Going straight to X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Not as uh, prepared as my guy was here last week. <laughs> Had them all printed out. I feel, I feel a lackluster performance. It's okay. Let's, you can make up for it, though. Yeah, I know. We got some good ones. We got some good ones. Let's go to my guy. Let's start here with G Money, Grant underscore Gresha. He says, what was your welcome to college ball moment? Oh, man. Um, 
That's a good one. It is. It's hard to zero in on those for me, but I, I will say this. It was hilarious. So my freshman year, Coach O'Brien gave me a ton of freedom at the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You know, in and out, check out of plays, whatever. And we open up a MetLife against Syracuse. Yep. And I'm like checking like freaking mid zone into mm-hmm. cover zero. And it's like the first the first quarter was just like <laughs> the first half really without Allen. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, forget that. I was like, oh, yo, where's my, my binky? And I yeah. didn't have it. <laughs> you had it that second half. I did. Two plays. Hey, didn't Mama came with it. She found it, washed it off. But I was yeah, exactly. But I was I was like uh I was just like off my rocker. Having a hard time seeing it, and then I, I'll never forget it. We ended up, you know, getting it together, mm-hmm. won the game, and we were doing QC the next uh, Monday. I was sitting there with Ty Howe, mm-hmm. and Good he's time. snapping, and I'm, you know, kind of, kind of just shooting, shooting the breeze. And Coach comes up to me, Coach O'Brien comes up to me, and goes, "You know what, man? Pass me on the back." He goes. You're going to laugh your ass off in about three weeks when you go back and watch this tape. You were checking zero into free. You were checking sword into, into zero. Yada, 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 yada. He was going down the line. He was right. I mean, I, I settled in quickly, but that was kind of my my welcome mm-hmm. to college football moment. You know, I was on the practice field. I was feeling good. I was dialing it up. And, um, shoot, man, <laughs> lights came on. I, I, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, did some questionable things. <laughs> we all did. We all did. Shoot, just... I won't say this was my moment, but going to that game kind of relates to my moment. All preseason camp, leading up to that first game, Coach Vanderland and the linebacker coach, legendary linebacker coach for Penn State. You know, it was in my head, like, be ready, be ready, you never know. I'm like a two at, like, maybe two different positions, a linebacker. Didn't play it down. <laughs> Didn't play it down that game in MetLife. But I was suited up, ready. I remember looking at myself in the mirror. Jersey kid. Jersey, yeah. hearts pumping, <laughs> MetLife. Didn't touch the field. But yeah, that, that performance by A Rob, you know, that was that was great. Legendary performance. Came in at least two beans, something like that. He had yeah, buck seventy yeah, something. It went crazy. Yeah. That was the first time I was around a player. I was like, okay, he's different. He's a little different, you know? Yeah. Had a little little X factor to him. Yeah. Was able to see a few guys down in my career. Saquon was one. Who uh, you're up there with AJ? AJ, AJ's, he, AJ's a damn avatar. He, oh my god, he was yeah. one. Just the things you see. It's the things you see in practice. Yeah, that you're like you're not surprised yeah. when the game comes along. <laughs> um, AJ with the Bengals, but my, I'll say my welcome to college football moment it wasn't a moment. It was that first freshman camp. Rough. Anyone that knows me knows I was going through it. Ready to quit. Like <laughs> didn't think I was supposed to be here. And I'm like a football guy. Like I, I'm yeah. football, football. So. That was just rough for me. Welcome to college football. Mike, shouts out to Mike Hall, Glenn Carson, and those guys. Naeem Wartman definitely kept my head on straight, kind of supported me through that, and obviously kind of got, got things going. Yeah, 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 definitely was a funk. Definitely was a funk. Good question. Good question. Who was that? Uh, let's go, my guy, Sylvester Wosu. Wosu. Just at just a sly guy. That's, that's a sly at mm. name. Mm. He says, if you were a defensive coordinator, how would you game plan to stop Yursich in this offense? Hmm. I kind of have a halfway game, a halfway answer to that, but I want to, I want to hear the defensive guys answer first. <sighs> I don't know, man. This is well. This is I'll state this. this is why I'm not a coach. I'm not into <laughs> coaching, so don't hold me to anything. I don't know, man. It's we talk about this this war chest they have. Balanced attack. You got a quarterback that can make every throw. Seems poised for the big moment. You got two backs that are legit one backs anywhere in this country. 
strong O-line. Man, part of me wants to say I'd kind of take a um, Manny Diaz approach and be super aggressive. But I don't even know. It's, I definitely, you definitely have to mix up the looks. But it starts with stopping the run. I'll say that. It starts with stopping the run and making the team one-dimensional and making the quarterback beat you. But that's tough to say because I think with the weapons they have, he can do that. With the O-line, it's tough. I think it's honestly tough. That's why I'm so confident this year. Yeah. But I'd say that, you know, loading the box up. I'll say this. Load the box up, challenge the guys outside, and make them beat us. Make the throws have to be perfect and live with the results. And all those things you just mentioned comes down to Jimmy's and Joe's and being able to match up, right? Like, I mean, you're not going to have – if you don't have a guy who can – you feel confident leaving mm-hmm. one-on-one with Keandre Lambert-Smith or Tyler Warren, like a linebacker or safety, being able to match up one-on-one Theo with Johnson. Tyler Warren or Theo Johnson or Malik McClain, like body size-wise. <laughs> you start, like I said, you start naming the list of guys. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you want to be aggressive, you're going to have to yeah. expose something, right? <laughs> expose so, <him. laughs> um, you, to me, it ultimately comes down to: Do you have the athletes to a present that issue, right. and then b to your point, I think if you do, if you can check that box, mm-hmm. then you got a shot. And I think I, I really do think still it is about making a team one-dimensional, keeping them off schedule, stopping the run, and throwing the football. Because at the end of the day, when the ball's in the air, mm-hmm. statistically speaking, it's a 50-50 chance, right, that you can turn the ball over. And mm-hmm. at the end, when when you're playing a team like Penn State, you got to win the turnover battle, got to force some turnovers, yeah. and you got to you got to you got to give your offense some short fields and and be able to take advantage of things. So defensively, it's it's tough, but I think it starts with starts with the ball players, man. Yeah. You got to be able to go out and match up. Yeah, definitely so, definitely so, and that's why I'm extremely confident, man. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, and the guys will get it done this year some way somehow. Mm-hmm. Next question, we'll go with Gringo Star 99 He says, this is a good one again, if there was one play in your Penn State career that you would like to turn back time and change the game, what would it be? Dude, it's going to make me throw up. Uh, it's one of those plays where, like, you back watching film. This is my first test of anxiety. The film comes on, and you know it's coming. And, like, you can't, like, oh, just skip the place. Bro, the it wasn't even one of those, man. It was, I, I remember, it was, it was uh, my, so- my sophomore year, we were playing Ohio State. Mm. The double overtime Ooh, when we lost yeah. our sophomore year. The questionable uh, catch by There was Bondo. questionable catch. There was, you know, maybe a couple delay of games that <laughs> led from a 47-yard field goal that could have been a 53-yard field goal, but we're not, we're not going to go there. I had... In my brain, seeing the coverage all week when I was watching tape by myself, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, man? Like, if we call this play and I see this look, like, I'm going to stare this down and I'm going to come back side and throw the in cut because mm-hmm. it's going to be naked. And uh, sure as hell, the game-winning drive when we were going down and we ended up kicking the field goal to tie it, mm-hmm. to send it into the first overtime, I tried to pump a post into Chris Godwin. And it was the exact look, the exact mm. play call, and Geno Lewis was naked Ooh. in the end zone, and I could have, I could have ripped their heart out. Oh, could have ripped their heart out. Could have ripped oh. their heart out with the in cut on the backside. And like, I vividly remember sitting down after that game and being like, 
damn. Like, it, that, he's going to be wide open. And I went back and watched the tape, and he was. Uh, Ripped my heart out, man. Shout Ripped out to out. Gene Bean, Gino yeah. Lewis, doing his thing in the Canadian Football League. Yeah. Uh, been balling. Been balling. That's my guy. Yeah, this, these, these, these plays hurt for sure. I'll take it. There's definitely a few, but the one that pops in my head immediately is very, uh, not a big play, I'll say, but I had a bat down against Maryland the first time we played them back at home. The game we lost, unfortunately, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, testiness in the beginning of that game, you know. I still don't like Maryland for that reason. <laughs> and I don't like Stephon Diggs either, just for that. Yeah. But he's a good player, no hard feelings. But I had a bat down play, outside linebacker. Just like, I don't know if he's throwing an out, quick slant. Got my hand in the window, and I literally had the palm, the point of the ball in my hand. It would have been a one-handed pick, and I would yeah, have been scot-free. Scored, yeah. And obviously, that would have changed the game. Would have been a, a heck of a play by me. Yeah. Shoot, ESPN Sports Center. I could probably find it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, just uh, and it bounced right out. I was yeah. pissed. That to me, obviously, we lost that game, and that was a big game. A lot of hatred going on. That to me sticks out the most. There's a lot of big plays, but that one would have had a pick. Possibly a pick six, and those don't come too often, as I'd also know from the Rose Bowl for defensive players. Yeah. So, man. good question, Gringo Star. Um, see if you got another good one. If that's not, if not, that'll be it. Uh, we'll go with Will Gamble, fifteen. Do you guys think that Penn State is saving some stuff offensively for the bigger games? particularly long passes. We kind of touched on this. Yeah. I think the longest pass is pass game, 26 yards. But we, we've kind of touched on it. You know, we're, they're keeping things open, but give me your perspective. I, I don't think they're necessarily saving. Mm-hmm. I just think that what they're doing is they're mixing in enough. Um, I do think that there is some foresight with Mike Yersich in what he wants to put on tape and what he's leaving for defensive coordinators to sit there for an mm-hmm. entire week and think about. Um, but when it pertains to shots and stuff like that, they've called enough of them. They they called some early in the in the um, Delaware game, but Drew, you know, efficient, had a flat check, you know, mm-hmm. checked it down, but just mm-hmm. took what he had, got yeah. the ball out, didn't take a hit. They were efficient, stayed on schedule, and kind of like I talked about, they just meticulously moved the ball down the field, and I think he was just playing fast and getting those reps are almost more valuable than taking mm. those deep shots because you start getting in a rhythm of waiting on it and waiting mm. on it and waiting on it. And then you miss, you miss the easy stuff, especially against a, 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 not a lesser opponent, but a team where you can be a little more comfortable mm. back there. So um, wasn't mad at it. Uh, I do think that they are, I think that there is some, some chess being played, but uh, I wouldn't look too much into it as a Penn State fan. Nice, nice. And I'll give you one. This is from me. And maybe you guys will step up some of the questions. I think this is a good one. At what point does, or maybe this, or tell, tell us, does this happen? At what point does it start? Does Yursich your and Drew, are they sitting down and game planning together? Is he asking them what plays he likes? Is there a relationship, do you believe, or what point does a relationship like that start to build? Like, is it, hey, we got this, what do you think about this? Or is it just, hey, this is my plan for you? Right. I think it's funny. Um, I, I, Got to spend some time with Drew down at an Avalon event that uh, Happy Valley United put on before the season. Beautiful. And uh, we, it was the first time I really got to talk to him, you know, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of, I sent him my number. He sent me a few texts. We exchanged some texts, just asking some questions. I told him, man, listen, I'm an open book, so on right. and so forth. And that's Beautiful. that's one thing I talked to him about. I was He, he asked me something, you know, dealing with, how, you know, how do you 
listen all the noise, this and that. And I was like, dude, in today's world, you're never going to be able to tune out the noise. Right. It's what every PR person wants you to say. But the reality of it is, is you're going to hear it. Mm-hmm. So do you allow that to affect you or do you take that, understand that there's going to be white noise and then how do you drown that out with something else? And I told him, you need to drown that out with your process mm. and your process needs to be strictly focused around getting on the same page with Mike Yersich, getting on the same page with your receivers and being overly obsessive about doing your job and being as prepared as you possibly can about ball. Because you realistically, I mean, you could probably talk to a dude like, Everyone says it, but you don't realize it until you've gone through it and you're sitting here like, man, that goes so fast. There's so few (laughs) opportunities. So you need to just be overly obsessive. And I I hope and I think, and it has looked like they've been on the same page. Um, Like I said, I think just his playing fast, that was probably an Mm -hmm. emphasis Mm -hmm. heading into this week was... Don't get hit a bunch. Let's not try to be, you know, crazy. You got a ton of athletes out there. Get the ball in their hand in space and let them make plays. Mm-hmm. And they were able to move the ball. So I think that I hope he took that. I'm just from what I'm seeing, it definitely looks like there's been some conversation surrounding that inside that quarterback room with Drew and Mike. And you see it with how he's played with both games. It, yeah. it was almost like different messages, mm-hmm. but he was able to execute, and you only get that by spending time with the guy and getting in his head. That's beautiful. Yeah, I believe so too, man. They talked about that, and uh, that's something I wanted to bring up a little bit in the broadcast yeah. as I watched the game this week, NBC broadcast. You now they spoke on how he's talked to you and Clifford and some of the guys before him. So I'm glad to see they weren't making it up. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, they, they weren't, yeah. <laughs> which is good, which is good. He said he's soaking it all in, and I'm, it looks like he does. And yeah. They put some uh, some pretty fun graphics up there, you, on the broadcast, <laughs> you, Trace, and Shoot. I don't even know what it was, like a men in black or some type of thing, you put your head in a suit and tie. Maybe it was like a uh, uh, Keanu Reeves type of look. I don't know. I but, can dig that. Yeah, he looked look, look serious. I'd say grow the hair out like I did my freshman year. I he did have the flow. I probably, I probably, I just needed the five o'clock shadow like you do, and I'd have been That's calling funny. me John Wick. <laughs> it was definitely a John Wickish vibe, but Shit. it's good things, good things from uh, from him, from this team, and we're gonna keep up the good things here too at the play the pocket at the pocket podcast, and we appreciate you guys. I think that's that's pretty much a wrap. I'd say for episode three on to Illinois, on to Illinois. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Once again, we're going to thank you guys. Brought to you by State Media and the Mercury Group bringing us here. Big things coming soon. Stay tuned in. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll be back again next week, man. Keep up those mailbag questions. Mailbag's Monday. Coming. It's me. <laughs>